This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, host Jason Glick. How are you doing? Hey, co-host John Murphy. How are you doing? Um, um, well, I want this week to be over already, so... <laughs> it's one of those... That's terrible. It's, yeah. it's Tuesdays we're doing this, so I, yeah, you're, you get the worst of it yet to come. That's right. <laughs> so what do you have for us this time? Okay, well, okay, for those of you who've been keeping track of the stuff I write on the, on the website, you notice I talked... My review of Black Adam. I talked about how a buddy of mine had been loaning me um, all these volumes of um, just society, just society of Justice Society of America. Gotta have to enunciate that. Um, um, oh, like for a while, like he, like he, and um, basically he's loaned me just about everything that um, the series writer, um, Jeff Johns, one of DC's big guns, man, the man who made Green Lantern cool again, has been writing for the series. Series for a while. I mean, basically, he's been writing this series um, longer than he he wrote the series for longer than he has for Green Lantern, and um, basically this this is, and he he managed to like reestablish the series like the, the team as one as one of the DC one of the D, DC universes on uh, more, more interesting super teams because the hook because the thing about the J, JSA is that they are they they're the team that is made up of the of the DC's of DC's Golden Age heroes like you've got their their anchors are, are the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick, Golden Age Green Lantern, Alan Scott, and Wildcat, um, uh, who is basically who um, has no superpowers to speak of, but he is basically a professional professional fight, boxer and fighter. And uh, if you need more proof of his credentials, he's the man who taught Batman how to box. That's you all go. you need to know about him. Yep. Yeah. And and but the thing is, like a lot of these character, a lot of the characters who used to be in the JSA are now being their like their names, their names and identities have been assumed by um new by new newer characters like well, well the Flash Flash Green Lantern and and Wildcat well they've, they've had they've been replaced they've had other people, characters share their names like over the years a lot of the original people who were who who have these roles have been replaced by young younger less experienced heroes and basically the JSA has basically basically existed to um bring these bring these new heroes into the fold and basically like, give them proper guidance. Like in term and sh- and show them what it means to be like a true hero in the DC universe. Now, I'm not going to go ahead and talk about all the stuff that um, Johns wrote over the series because that would because we'd be here all fucking night. <laughs> I will I will say that um that the first first series which you can identify as just, as regular just JSA um that was that was pretty entertaining. It was based it's has a team fighting like big superhero threats in the vein of um Grant Morrison's um just JLA relaunch and then it's like in, in the 90s. It was it's a lot of it's generally pretty fun and yeah it's very um continuity dense. So if you're not looking for a history lesson on the on the DC universe, it's it might not be for you. But I will say that there are plenty of good stories here, and it's also it's also um, cool to see how how Johns like um evolves his characters over over time, especially like like I said in my review of Black Adam. His um, evolution as a character, from just you know, from villain to teammate to um, to dictator, um, over the course of, over the course of John's run on the regular series, was was really one of the hi- highlights. And then also, but it also gives credit for like introducing us to new characters, such as the new such as um, the new Star Girl. Um, I see, and also making a guy, and the new Mister Terrific, who wasn't. Who basically, um, it's impressive because like he, because Mr. Terrific is based, it's kind of like he's a, 
in theory, he'd just be a huge joke because his golden age incarnation was this one guy who was just really rich and really smart and just went, and just went under uni- into a uh, – into fights with the words – in a in the uniform with the words fair play emblazoned on his chest. Um, there's a reason Wizard um, listed him as one of the lamest characters of the month during the during this issue's run. And he's he's a very hard character to take seriously, but when they introduced um, – see, Michael Thompson as the uh, – as the new Mr. Terrific, um, he actually actually did a good job of ma- um, selling him on, making him a real credible character. Make, as he's the third star- smartest man in the world, he's a guy. He's basically the team's Batman. Like he he's the guy who will think up the think up the solutions. When, like when fighting fails, he's the guy who comes up with a solution that solves everything using using his brain power. So, but really, like the highlight of the series, I think was um was the JSA JSA arc, um back in volume ten. Where the uh, where the current team traveled back in time to world to uh, to, to World War Two to the World War Two era and met the um, original team from the Golden Age. They teamed up to stop this evil time traveling Nazi from like from taking like from, from ruining the future from ruining the future. It was it was great epic stuff, and also it but it also um, had a, had one scene that just really strands on my mind about how. How the current Stargirl's family was basically brutally murdered in front of her eyes. I mean, I see this and it's like I'm thinking like, dude, okay, I know you want to establish this guy as a credible threat, but dude, to kill her family in cold blood like that, oh, that that's fucked up, man. You can't do that. And then, and this lasts for a while until I realized, wait, this is a time travel story. They're going to fix it by the end, right? Right. <laughs> yes. So. So as soon as I got got over that, it's like I really started to get into the story. Now, the thing is, I mentioned this is, and that's because like when we're coming to talk about um, like like the relaunch the relaunched version, which get basically gives the series a full title, Justice Justice Society of America. John's um try winds up doing that that same kind of stick again, only um uh, it's actually for real this time, um, because. Because the thing is, like with um with the new series, which basically begins with the volume The Next Age, um they like John's um streamline like does good job of streamlining the series focus, um introducing a new like um some new characters to comp to um further the, the series series agenda of basically being a legacy title, showing having the having the, the um characters from the old old school showing showing the new school how to be a hero, and and, and it's and I said I like I liked it, but the thing. And he like John's like does a good job of, like um, establishing the characters, ma- like making them int- like making them interesting, having lo- showing that's a that's a good a good rapport between the entire series. I mean like, no, they're not like a, I mean they're not like a huge like military or like um, like reactive superhero um team, but they're just like they're they're almost like a family. Like seeing these guys seeing these guys interact with each other, and it's a lot of fun seeing seeing them interact this way. But the problem is that um, when for this introductory arc. John's really goes too far in establishing the uh, the bad guys. Um, a bunch of Nazi um, neo Nazis called the Fourth Superpowered neo Nazis called the Fourth Reich. Um, basically, they goes too far in the sense that when they're introducing like, the character who will become the new Commander Steel, like a guy who had um, like steel skin back in it's like back in World War II, um, his new um, the, the Nazis show up and they just basically like massacre like like three quarters of his entire family at their family reunion. I'm like and I'm seeing this, it's like, dude, it's like, yeah, it's like I know you want to establish these guys as like 
as complete badasses, but jeez, man, this is just this is just really pointless slaughter. I mean, yeah, I know. Okay, I know that like, like that superhero comics uh, have gotten like you know more more mature and more violent over the years, but and like I realize that yeah, they're still written better than ever. I wouldn't trade wouldn't trade the status, what the, how they are today to go back to like turn the clock back into some sort of, like more kid friendly time. That's what I'm saying. That's part. I know a lot of people say that's 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 a bigger center of what's wrong with the uh, with the industry today. But you know, it's like that's that's another that's another argument right here. So I'm just gonna dodge that bullet. Get back to the point that just that John just goes way beyond the pale right here by slaughtering this guy's family, like in in broad daylight. It it away it overshoots the mark, and I just got the feeling like you know, okay, you know, I understand what you're trying to go for here that. That these guys are are out to try and like um take like wipe out the next generation of um of Justice Society members, but uh, really it's like I would have just I would have liked to have seen this do an old fashioned um death trap you know just like oh we're going to kill the kill these people but you have but um but first you have to fight us and you won't be able to beat us in time in order to save them um kind of deal and it and over and like just but so overall it's like it's it's not a bad introduction like once you get get past that that stuff but still it's just kind of like oh man that that's harsh Re- really harsh indeed i just sorry i just i'm just really unhung up on that and you know it's like it's got its high points like seeing like um like talk team like the, re- the immensely talked of cyclone just like express your glee at joining the team to as um power as um power girl and mr terrific um stand stand shell shock in front of a wall of text that was fun Seeing um, seeing Wildcat meet up with his son, um, and try to reestablish a relationship with him. That came off, that came off really well, especially once we find out that his son um actually has um powers of his own. So that was cool, and and the new Starman, who, you know, it's like I like him, even though I realize that the guy is like you know crazy in the way that's um, that's friendly and that's that's very audience friendly. Not that he he's not like you know he's he's schizophrenic. He's schizophrenic in the way that you know it's like hey, that he just um he does he breaks into song every once in a while. He talks about how he likes sloppy joes on Wednesdays at the at the asylum, and yeah, it's very cheap, very cheeseball. Not really, he's not really credible as like a crazy person at all. But you know, I still I still kind of like him. It's I keep going, I keep reminded being reminded of um Robert Downey Jr.'s <laughs> "You went full retard" um speech in Tropic Thunder, because. Yeah, it's like if he had been if he if he would done like a full schizophrenic character, it probably would have been um shattered would have shattered the tone of the series. But here, you know, he's funny and and amusing. Yeah, but this is only the first volume, and the next three volumes of the series are basically one huge arc called "Thy Kingdom Come," and this is basically a sequel or no, not a sequel. It's an interquel to um, Mark Wade and Alex Ross's um, superhero epic Kingdom Come, one of, easily one of the best DC stories of the 90s. Um, now, short, now, for those of you unfamiliar with the story, sorry, you know, just checking to see if a few, no, feel, few out there might be, it's basically about, basically about how, um, how super, how, how the, um, it's basically said in the future of the DC universe and how like the younger heroes just got run completely amok and are just like, just, it's causing more cha- more chaos than more chaos than good, and how Superman, who's been in retirement for years, comes back to um to, to lead the 
Not, uh, <laughs> to some of them, basically just like lead, lead the heroes um, in a res, in resurgence and just like restore order. But he but um, is he? But is his approach ultimately causing more more harm than good? Hmm. It's, it's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. And this one, well, you know, it doesn't disrespect the the um, memory of the original series, but I won't say that actually like, really adds a whole lot to it either. Hmm. Because, now, because basically this this story has basically has um, the the Superman from Kingdom Come um, arriving in the DC universe and meeting up with the with the Justice Society. Because as he as he mentions, as he tells him like, you know, the, one of the reasons that thing that um, things got so out of control in our world was because the Justice Justice Society didn't reform, and so now he's he's hanging out with them just to see how just to see their approach and to see whether or not things are going to go the same way as as they did in his universe. Thing is, they t- things take a turn towards that that direction when a when a villain named Gog shows up and starts wrecking havoc. Gog was one of the now. Let's see, uh, I'm trying to remember. Gog, Gog and Magog are two are biblical characters who 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 um. Let's see, who were also adopted for Kingdom Come. Magog was the uh, main was was the main villain was the main antagonist for Superman's quest in like in the original Kingdom Come. And so when when they when this um, God guy shows up, they um, it's like they they think they wonder if this is going to be um, like Harold the the arrival of the Kingdom Come. Turns out it doesn't quite because it Harold's arrival of an actual um, old god named Gog himself, one of the one of the um, god gods from the third world who was um, cast cast down into Earth. And so he shows up, and he winds up, and basically he's basically um. Wants to just know make the world better. He wants he heal heals people. Give, he um cures Starman's schizophrenia. He gives Doctor he gives um Doctor Midnight back his sight. Huh. Um he uh, he um heals damages Sace. Um he he um kill he uh he um ends a bunch of conflicts in the Congo. He just basically does all these good good things. But the thing is, and like this wins a lot of people. A lot of the, this splits the JSA and. In two, as people, as some people, um, um, think, uh, oh no, this guy's the bee's knees. He's just great. Uh, why wouldn't you want to want to follow, follow this guy and, and have have him take reshape the earth? Um, and you got the other ones who to, who um go, uh, yeah, we yeah we know he's good and all, but the thing is, he's also we we've, we've seen this kind of thing before. We know <laughs> that there's eventually going to be a catch. And you know, to John's credit, he does a good. He does a good job of selling um, Gog's good intentions, um, <laughs> even up to the point where he winds up creating a Magog, and that's basically like like a huge red flag for the Kingdom Come Superman, who, <laughs> uh, who thinks that okay, yeah, you know things are actually going going to go towards my my timeline now. That's just great for the for those of you guys. So, see, so it's like, but the thing is, is that you know as much as this, you know, like I like how this series does connect with um the J. With JSA's themes of legacy, about how you know, like how 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 um how Magog is created, and also just it also does and and also I just have does um talk a bit about um, does go into a bit more detail about, about um super about Superman from Kingdom Come, um because like, I I did like um Alex's Alex Ross's um solo issue where he wrote and that he wrote and illustrated which shows you um what the Kingdom Come Superman was. Let's see. Was up, um, what what he was doing when um 
when the Joker showed up in Metropolis and killed Lois Lane and a bunch of other people from the Daily Planet. Hmm. It's got some fantastic art from the man. I'll say what you will about his style, but even though it's it's very heavily photo photo referenced, it's actually actually it's actually not distracting the way that you know like Greg Land's style is. But it, and it also does it does add a bit to the uh, to the overall Kingdom Come story as well compared to the rest of the arc. So. So that that was interesting, but the thing, but the real pro- weakness of this story is basically the whole um, bit with Gog, is basically Gog himself. I mean, he's you like even though John sells his um, good intentions, one it it event it's ultimately a story of hey, you know, he's actually he, you know he's actually not on the up and up. Like yeah, he might he might think that his intentions are good, but ultimately you know it's like he's just he he's no he's really no better than. Like than any um, it's like than any other would be benevolent, like benevolent conqueror, mm-hmm. and that's and that's kind of that's kind of disappointing because you know it's like it, I don't know it's like these these kind of stories are are hard to do well. I mean, like John's gets her halfway, but you know you just but anyone anyone reading this just look and see like God, look at God and just go, dude, it's like you know he's going to be bad in the end. You know they're gonna have to team up and throw him and and kick him off the earth in the end. And that's and ultimately, yeah, you know, that's what that's what happens. And then and Superman from Kingdom Come realizes, you know, eventually I gotta go back to um to my time, and um he does so in a way that, oh, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's it, it's seeing how it, it's hard. The thing is, like, he's he um goes back into his to the he's reinserted the story of Kingdom Come at such a point that just makes you it just makes you wonder. It's like, you know. Was he really affected by, it's like by his by his time here? Like if he hadn't um if he hadn't experienced this time with the JSA, would he have um still acted the same way in the series? I don't know. Mm. It's it's inter- it's an interesting question to ponder, but eh, but I don't know. It's neither here it, nor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I said. It's like I said. It's I rec- probably if I if you rec- if I want to recommend anything, I recommend you go. Probably it's it's probably. If you're never read Kingdom Come, I'd say go ahead and go ahead and read that. Go ahead and read that first. And this one, well, this like Kingdom Come, well, it's certainly a hell of a lot more expensive than um re- than I'm um, picking up a copy of Kingdom Come. But um, you know, it's like if you, it's still it's still a decent decent JLA story. It's just that the problem is it just falls into the same same kind of traps that these mm-hmm. that these uh, stories about benevolent conquerors um usually do. And um then. However, after that volume was was John's last um, story arc in the series. Um, it's called um, Black Adam. See, Black Adam and Isis. This basically um, has him come back come back to the character of Black Adam and and his and the love of his life, Isis, who was um, who did come back in in Black Adam's miniseries, but she was actually reunited with him then. Thing is, thing is, though, is that um, like, while she while she was introduced in, in the in the um, DC's um, weekly miniseries 50, 52, as a more as um, basically um, Black Adam's um, better, more benevolent half. Um, here's like she eventually um, went, upon her death in, in the series, she was she eventually re- realized that hey, you know, Adam's way way of might of might makes right was actually right. And then when she's revived now, she basically wants wants vengeance against the world that that um, took that. Um, that, that killed that killed her, killed her brother, and 
Tracy just like see she sees no 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 good in it, and she want and she wants she wants this world destroyed. And Adam, well, he loves her, so he's going to go and help her as well. Now oh, and boy. now that yeah, naturally the JSA they they got to stop him. They have a that, problem with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And that, so they so they go and they go and they go and stop him. And, and um, it's you know it's like it's I want to it's a it's a decent. It's a decent clo- closeout, but it's also it's like basically it posits the idea that you know Black Adam's power is inherent is inherently corruptive, and you know it's like on one hand like just see, the thing is though that you know seeing seeing Adam's arc, you know it's, it's also has shows you one of the larger problems of of like superhero stories and that um not um stuff can't actually end, you know it's like because Adam had a really um interesting arc. For, um, over the course of like um, John's JSA run into '52, and yeah, even through his miniseries, even though I thought it was kind of it was mostly kind of useless. Huh. Um, but now and this and um, and his arc here basically exists to try and you know basically um like like bring things to an end or for now anyway, or at least show you know, hey, you know Adam, this is where your powers lead, and um, is what are you gonna do about it? It's it's an, it's an interesting end, but it's kind of but you know, it's like you just know that, uh, even though like I, you mentioned like, like why Johns chose to end it this way, it's also it also um, leaves things. It it just um, it, it you just know it's like someone is going to pick up on it. In fact, he even sets that up like at the very end of that of that issue. So, hmm. but so yeah, no. Uh, even though like um, like Johns is done with the character, you just kind of wonder, well, will. Whoever does it next, um, will it be as interesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of the same. That's a good question for the rest of the series because after, because um, Johns left left JSA after this, after this volume, and turned it over to um, Bill Willingham and and Matthew Sturgis for, um, for, for the bad series, which basically um showed the showed the JSA um be like being split in two between being you know. Like, do we want to be like more like a reactive superhero team? Like, you know, show like, hey, we found out that like um, more super like more super, superhuman Nazis are coming to take out the town. Are we gonna it's like are we gonna go just like fight them, or and, and then are we just gonna we just go and fight them off and save the day? Or after we fight them off, do we want to just go and track them down to their house, house beat them down, and just just like you know make sure they can't come back anymore, that kind of thing. Proact- proactive versus reactive. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like it's like this volume. That volume and the next volume, Axis Evil, Evil, which has them, you know, fighting off like more Nazis, because you know that's cause that's the thing about like these Golden Age heroes, like it always comes back to Nazis. Yeah, they're the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Universally <They're>, recognized. <laughs> yep, indeed, and and specific to the time they were created as well. And mm-hmm. I will give Willingham credit for for doing a nice two-part story where they where the JSA takes on their their old nemesis Mordru and. It, and um, yeah, and they put the um, new, the new um, Doctor Fate as well. That that was a good two-part arc, and the arc that followed on um, Fatherland is a de- is a pretty decent um, Ultimate Future arc, and fun in the way that it shows you like, hey, all the superheroes are beaten down, like even Batman and Superman, everyone was um was basically ground underneath this new this new Nazi regime thanks to their, thank thanks to their um, secret weapon, oh. um, and um. It's like you know, it's not it's not bad. It's but I think, I, but I'm pretty sure like Willingham left the series after this. So after so afterwards, you know, it's like it's like is there any reason to keep reading this series? Well, 
I'll probably keep reading it as long as my buddy John keeps uh, tossing new volumes at me. But um, for everyone else, you know, I don't know. It's like for, for a good good JSA read, I'd say maybe just go and pick up um, like volume ten of John's original run, Mixed Signals, and um, it's like for the JSA JSA art. Everything else, well, I don't know. It's it's not that it's as bad, but it's but on my end, yeah, it's got the usual complaints I ha- I offer a lot of DC. DC and major superhero stuff, and that's very continuity dense, and that it's yeah, it's got some issues. I mean, like yeah, like Kingdom Come is a, has a very epic sweep to it, but does it really uh, like like add up to anything in the end? Well, you know, it's not bad, but it's not something I'm really passionate about. I, ultimately, I'm glad I'm, I'm I'm glad I borrowed all this stuff rather than buying buying it myself. <laughs> Make of that what you will. Okay. Yeah, and on that note, I think I've babbled on for long enough. So, I'm going to go and call it a night, and next time, well, let's just say I'll try to write up the new volume of Blade of the Immortal so that I don't, um, like, devote another podcast to it um, in two weeks' time. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Okay, laters.